0: Welcome to the Real Estate Raw Show, hosted by Joe Mendoza. Hi guys, Joe Mendoza here in sunny San Diego. Welcome to my show. Thanks so much for watching, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great, great fellow from Dallas, Texas, George Abreu. He's the owner of Elevate Commercial Investment Group. They have acquired $125 million in assets. That's over 1,700 doors, ladies and gentlemen. He wrote an ebook you could find on his website, Multifamily Syndication Everything You Need to Know as a Passive Investor. Welcome to the show, George Abreu. How are you?
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Joe. I'm excited. All right.
0: Thanks. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm super excited to have you on board. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to be on our show. Mm -hmm. So, George, take us back. The audience doesn't know you quite yet. They want to know George prior to real estate because they too might be wanting to transition or pivot in real estate and investing. So, take us to the beginning of real estate.
1: Yeah. So, before investing in real estate, I was studying to be an electrical engineer At some point, I realized I really didn't want to be an engineer. Um, You know, I was good at numbers, and that's kind of the path I had gone down, but uh, I wanted to start my own company and wasn't sure what. So, I started doing some research and started looking at successful individuals, and it kept going back to real estate, whether it built their wealth or, or helped them build their wealth, was real estate investing. So, Started uh, looking more into it, ended up getting a coach, and then started doing some single family deals. At that point, I had a W-2 job working in the engineering department at UPS. Finally did enough consistent deals where I quit my W-2. I felt like I, was, um, I could be making more money outside of my full-time job, um, and then started doing a a ton of single family, uh, wholesales, fix and flips, um, holds built from the ground up, um, did some small multifamily. And then that led me to about four years ago where, um, I guess before that, you know, I, I really wanted to scale. I wanted to be doing, um, a large number of deals every year. And, um, started a construction company to help with that on the fix and flips but i was getting a little burned out and it was very transactional and that's when i got introduced to to multifamily syndications and 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 buying being able to buy, purchase these 100 plus unit apartments um and i fell in love with it so you know that i put all my focus investments and construction company towards multifamily and that's how i got here
0: Perfect. Perfect. Now you were in college already starting to think about real estate, gone into your career, or were you like five years into your career? What how, What was kind of like the timeline?
1: No, like before I got my degree, I was ready getting pretty deep into, into real estate. Um, literally graduated and got my degree because for my mother, <laughs> more than anything. Nice. Um I feel like I could have probably have maybe gone straight into real estate at that point. Um, I had also gotten my, my real estate license and my mortgage broker license. So I was kind of doing that while I was figuring out the investment part. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I knew I, I took that job at UPS in the engineering department, knowing that it wasn't going to be a long stay
0: got it got it and then how long were you into single family and then started to like say, hey you know what i better get into syndication and start getting into multifamily.
1: Mm-hmm. too long man. too long <laughs> <laughs> no it was uh i want to say maybe 11 11 or 10 years um and it literally felt like a, a blink of an eye like um You know, it was a lot of grinding. Um, I don't fully, fully regret it. You know, I learned a lot, but um, just a lot of work, a lot of work.
0: What was probably the part you didn't like the most about fixing and flipping? Uh,
1: You know, I love the taking something ugly and making it beautiful like that part I love, Um, still do, you know, I I get to do that in multifamily. Um, But just the, the the transactional part, you know, that it was from one deal to the next, one to the next, one to the next, um, constantly um, in that, you know, I, I, in multifamily, I'm, I'm I'm always filling the pipeline, but it's, it's just not so many (laughs) deals.
0: Right, right. Now you did, you said too long. What was the kind of like the trigger? Was it a turn of the market that you didn't have enough deals or you were just, you got inspired by something? What was kind of like that turning point?
1: You know, I think the turning point was I was starting to build a family. You know, I, 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 I have three little girls. They're seven, five and four. So, you know, I said four years ago, it kind of makes sense. You know, the, the family was growing. Um, I had no time and my, why is my family? So I had to figure out a way to, to, um, gain that freedom and, uh, be able to make the time to spend with my family.
0: That's powerful. You know, Family is a driver of many, I mean, including myself, that's one of my big why's for sure. And, um, So you have this family, you were doing these fix and flips and, you know, some people they're, they're watching this, listening to this. They're even watching TV, right. And seeing the glamor in the fix and flips, is that (laughs) real or not real?
1: It's not real, man. (laughs) None (laughs) of those numbers they put up there. I mean, look, we, we made good money. We, we had some awesome flips. Um, uh, we had some bad ones. We, um, you know, there were some that we, we put a ton of work into. And then at the end of the day, when you look at the profits, maybe it, on paper, it looks good. But when you take into account the time and energy put into it, eh, you know, maybe not.
0: Right, right, right. No, I get it. I've done a number of flips myself in the past <laughs> and I get it. I totally get it. So um, what was the, the ramp up period to like get into multifamily like, was it an easy shift or did you find some pushback? Like what, what was kind of the, the, the transition there?
1: Uh, you know, I think more than anything, it was, um, my own mindset. Um, so I was trying to do both the single family and the multifamily at the, at the same time. And, um, kind of the same with the construction company. I was trying to do residential projects, commercial multifamily, um, very spread out. (laughs) Um, it wasn't really till I decided, okay, I'm going to ramp down the single family. I'm going to get rid of whatever I have and I'm going to put all my focus towards multifamily. Did the same thing with the construction company. I stopped taking on residential clients. Um, And that's when things really started taking off.
0: Now, did you have some holds in single family and started doing 1031 exchanges or you just said, okay, I got this stack of cash. Let me get into multi.
1: It was, um, no holds, just, uh, some properties, some new construction properties we had built needed to sell a couple fix and flips. Um, and, uh, some wholesale deals, but yeah, I didn't have to get rid of like a a portfolio of of houses.
0: Interesting. So you also did some ground up construction. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So why not stay being a developer? Because some, some people heard that that's a really lucrative way in real estate. What was kind of like, nah, I'm not doing this either.
1: You know, we were, so we were doing custom, you know, million plus um, houses and um, profits were good, but at the same time, a lot of a lot of headaches came with it. Um, you know, and it all came down to time. You only have so much time, and and what am I going to focus on? Um, which I do do de- development now, but um, mainly multifamily or large land. Um, pretty much going going bigger, you know. <laughs>
0: Got it. Got it. Okay, because so you're still in development, but more in the more um, commercial space. It sounds like in the apartment space. Yes. Yes. Got yeah. it. That makes sense. That's. Totally and I brought on sense.
1: on a team where I'm I'm not carrying the the heavy load either.
0: Perfect. How big is your team right now?
1: Um, between investments and construction.
0: Absolutely. Payroll uh, employees, all of the above.
1: Uh, twenty plus. I don't, somewhere, yeah, between 20 and 30.
0: And what's your specialty in the group? Mine? Yes.
1: I, uh, no specialty. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm the- <laughs> you're, you're the visionary. Yeah,
1: I was, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Um, you know, I'm the, I'm the visionary. I like to make sure we're, we're all steering in the same direction and everybody's on the same page. Um. And, you know, I, I pretty involved in acquisitions um, and obviously on the, the CapEx, when, when we do our CapEx projects. Um, but, yeah, I try not to get too, too, too in the day-to-day functions.
0: Yeah, great leaders. Typically, that's what they do. They got to lead, 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 lead with their vision. Mm-hmm. I would imagine with the engineering background, you're pretty darn good at numbers.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good.
0: Perfect. So what do you typically look for if you've got an existing performing asset? What are some of the different uh, things you look for on the buy side right when you're about to acquire it?
1: um things i look for as far as where where we can add value or
0: yeah yeah exactly so like hey it's performing at a you know eight cap and we could do a pro forma and go this way uh by doing this this and this um what what are some of the different specifics that you typically look for
1: yeah i mean we you know the obvious is we always look at the rents you know can can we raise the rents? is it proven in the market? You know, we never want to be the first to try and hit some type of rent bump. Then once we look at other income, you know, we look at other, is there any other income we can add on? Um, Same thing. We look at the market, see what they're doing, see what um, we think we can get away with. Um, And then we jump into the expenses. So where, where do we think, um, we can cut some expenses. Um, does the payroll make sense? Our, um contract services, you know, what, what contracts do they have? And um, utilities is a big one. You know, can we come in and, and do um, some water conversa- conservation and um, save on the utilities?
0: Got it. Got it. What has been one of your biggest, um, acquisitions most recently?
1: Um, most recently it would be, we closed on a 1,275 unit portfolio. Um, that was the end of last year.
0: That's fantastic. Now portfolio. So that was like several different buildings or a mix? Five, of five properties.
1: Five, five, five. Yeah.
0: Five apartment buildings, correct. Nice, good stuff. And so, um, when you bought it, if you don't mind sharing, it's up to you. Like, what did you buy it for? Uh, how's it performing now, et cetera?
1: Um, yeah, it was. We came in at a pretty good basis um, for for the area. Um, I want to say the exact purchase price is uh, taxes, but. <laughs>
0: of course
1: um and uh collections was a little rough in the beginning of covid um we were able to push through and and get the occupancy up and um we've used a lot of uh, rental assistance like local rental assistance and and been able to help the residents so to get the collections up um and we're working on getting a refi right now so
0: Very nice. What was the vacancy at that point on actuals when you acquired it?
1: So good story there. Um, it wasn't what we were told it was. All right. (laughs) Um,
0: Love to hear it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the exact, um, I want to say maybe high, high eighties is what it was supposed to be or, or, occupied or vacancy occupancy sorry okay yeah, yeah, yeah. occupancy 20
0: so percent um, vacant y-
1: y- no it was either it was either high high 80s or low 90s occupancy um, but um, a lot of that was just residents that they had thrown in there they hadn't qualified them um, and we had to do a lot of cleanup in the beginning.
0: So they kind of cooked the books you are saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. When did, at what point did you realize, were you already done that you already own it or were like mid? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we learned, we should have, uh, you know, we walked every single unit. We did our due diligence. Um, we literally walked every single, you know, 1,275 units. Um, we should have probably walked it one more time. Um, and, and done another round of verifications. Um, so we're, we're doing that on our new acquisitions. Um,
0: but yeah. Nice. (laughs) Lessons learned, right? (laughs) So what, I mean, you've got a good amount of doors. So what's kind of your business plan moving forward? I mean, are you targeting 5,000, 10,000 doors with kind of the model from here?
1: 10,000 is my target right now. Um, I had originally said by the end of next year, I wanted to hit 10,000. That's um, before we got hit with this pandemic. Um, That kind of threw a wrench in the plans. So target is still 10,000, just probably not by the end of next year, maybe the following year.
0: Nice. Nice. Now, if there was a secret sauce to your success, what would that be?
1: Hmm. Um, I would start with focus. I think that's really what, um, helped propel, um, to get to where we are now, um, is, you know, just focusing. There's a lot of, a lot of noise out there and, uh, especially even just in real estate investing, there's a lot of different, um, angles you can take and, um, different, uh, sectors to look into. And then, um, the other thing is uh, be willing to, to partner with others and, and uh, co-GPs on deals to to kind of help uh, scale and, and get into more units.
0: Awesome, awesome. You have a great book in your background there. I'm Tracking. sure it's probably one of your favorites. What can you share about that to the audience? Uh, I do know about the book, but I'm sure the audience Not everybody knows about the book. What do you like about that book? First off, it's Traction, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just listening to the show. What do you like about Traction?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's um, EOS. um, It's pretty much a operating system for a business. You know, Um, I've built several businesses now and um, I've built some without that in mind and, um, it can be painful. So, um, it's different when you start building a a business and you're building it like a business and you actually have systems and procedures and, and, um, ways to track your, your KPIs, keep, keep performance indicators. And, um, you have your, your team tracking their own KPIs, um, it just makes a huge difference, makes it a lot easier to, to run the business.
0: Nice. Nice. Now, um, talking about systems, do you have any favorites, uh, that you use or are they all proprietary that you built them on your own?
1: Um, like you mean like software or just like, yeah.
0: Yeah. To run your business. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, Okay. Um yeah I mean we um use so many different softwares almost too many no but um I love Asana. Uh, Asana's great for for management tasks um and then um in the construction company we have a uh property uh sorry project management software um that gives access to our clients and then obviously internally um that's been a, a game changer makes managing a project a, a lot easier. Um, yeah, probably the, those two are my favorites.
0: Nice. Now, if you wanted to have one thing that people will remember you by, especially for this show, what that, what would that one thing be?
1: Oof, that's a good question. Um, one thing, uh, man. Uh, know your why. Don't say you don't have time. It's you got to manage your time. You got to know what your know your why. Know know your priorities, and then make the time, and focus.
0: Love it, love it. Well, I could tell you're extremely focused. You mentioned your family. You know, you're wise. So yeah, that, that would probably be a good secret <laughs> to your success, George. All right, man. Well, this was great and amazing. Any last advice, somebody who's on the fence, what would you recommend best way to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah. Um, I've got a ton of free content, you know, um, I like getting the word out there as far as, um, one for passive investors. Cause I, I don't think, um, you know, it's said enough that there's alternative investments versus just stocks or um, putting money in, in your 401. Um, and then to help um, investors get started and, and find some deals, if they if they go to my website, elevatecig.com, um, you'll see a, a bunch of that free content. And then um, if they want to go ahead and shoot me an email at uh, George, J-O-R-G-E, at elevatecig.com, um, I can shoot them over some checklists and different things to help them get started.
0: Oh, that's cool! That's cool. Well, thank you so much, George. This was awesome. Thanks for so much for your words of wisdom and all the best. Thank you, Joe. Same to you, man. Wow! I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I hope you learned as much as I did or more. So, guys. Look at the comment thread. If you've seen something or heard something, wanna learn more about something, please put it on the comment link below. If you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and smash that bell to hear the latest and greatest on the show. Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. I'm putting this channel together to hopefully add incredible value to you. And if you want to learn more about investing, you're new to investing, I highly recommend this book, Flex with a Plex. Also, this book, if you're having some challenges, as you can see, everybody on the show had some kind of adversity, including yours truly. So I shared a lot of that on Make It a Comeback, giving you some incredible tips to make a comeback. So get either one, Flex with a Plex or make it a comeback. If you wanna get more tips, go ahead and go to joemendoza.com. Again, subscribe, share, like, make a comment below. I really, really appreciate you. Wanna add incredible value and wish you all the best in your success in real estate and in life. Take care. Our
1: company is not responsible for the success or failure of your business decisions relating to any information presented by our
0: company or our company programs, products, and or services.